Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. My name is Bruce Boys. I'm currently living in Canberra in the Australian Capital Territory, which is where our uh, seat of government is in Australia. Um, however, since 2012, my uh, home has actually been in China. Most recently, the city of Wuxi in Jiangsu province, which is in southern China and very close to Shanghai. And then before that, I was in Taiyuan, which is the capital city of Shanxi province in northern China and very close to Beijing. So although people may not be aware of uh, Wuxi or Taiyuan, both are close to Shanghai uh, and Beijing respectively, which are very well-known and major cities. My most fantastic job is working for the past five and a half years as editor and lead writer of the award-winning Real KM magazine, which has the primary purpose of promoting and supporting evidence-based knowledge management. Real KM was founded in 2015 through the foresight of Stephen Bounds, who's a, a well-known uh, knowledge manager here in Australia, with the aim of bringing managers and uh, knowledge management practitioners the findings of high-value knowledge management research through concise, practically-oriented articles. Um, and we've achieved that objective very well, having now published more than 1,300 such articles. And uh, yeah, going great guns in that regard. And as well as currently working in Real KM magazine, uh, I also teach on the University of New South Wales Foundation Studies program in China. Uh, University of New South Wales is uh, an Australian university. And my other previous teaching work in China has included establishing and teaching two knowledge management subjects at Shanxi University when I was working there. So uh, so that was quite an interesting thing to actually undertake. I've worked for over 20 years in the field of natural resource management in Australia primarily, where my main focus was engaging multi-stakeholder knowledge in developing solutions to environmental challenges in the face of social ecological complexity, including what's often referred to as wicked problems. Uh, through that 20 years, I've worked with a diverse range of knowledge and brought that together, often in some very tense circumstances, um, where there's been some uh, significant conflict between stakeholders mm. and been able to work through their diverse knowledge about the particular issue and, and often opposing uh, viewpoints and actually be able to engage everybody in, in pathways forward. So that's sort of where my knowledge management uh, work began, uh, was in that. Yeah. When will knowledge managers become knowledge leaders? What's holding us back as, and I'm, I'm wondering if we should just change knowledge management or knowledge manager label to knowledge leader, because it seems to me that most organizations need more leadership in that realm than they do management. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's right. Knowledge management tends to portray a, a sort of business as usual type thinking when 
really there's you know, very clear indications that we do need to actually emerge from that and become leaders with so many organizations still visibly not using knowledge effectively in their decision making and and you know, we encounter that in our everyday life uh, uh, where we engage with commercial providers and so on and find that knowledge they should have about a particular situation or issue they don't have or they, they're not using the appropriate knowledge and so on so yeah we do really need to move to a position of leadership and i think some critical things have to happen there one is what real km's focus is all about which is uh, evidence-based knowledge management we really need to be able to demonstrate to organizations that what we're putting forward in far as uh, knowledge management or knowledge leadership initiatives go are based on sound proven practices mm. we need to move from opinions about things to actually engaging with the academic research much more effectively uh, and there's a lot of academic research being done in, in regard to knowledge management mm -hmm. and we synthesize that summarize that present that through real can magazine so i think we need to do that but recognizing that academic literature is just one part of the right. evidence space right. there's also organizational uh, data and information there's also stakeholder knowledge and understanding uh, and that's also vitally important and there's also professional expertise as well mm. as opposed to opinion um, so opinion is where we have an idea that's not based on fact necessarily whereas professional expertise is those tried and proven practices um, where does intuition and creativity fit into that um i think you know intuition and creativity uh, fits into the professional expertise aspect and also fits into that stakeholder aspect as well. For example, in my natural resource management work, when I'm uh, working with a community to, or for example, to go into an area, maybe a watershed mm. or a particular local government area and say to the stakeholders, okay, we have the objective here of improving natural resource management in this geographic area and it's about having an open participatory process so that on the one hand we have the academics presenting the scientific knowledge about um, the important natural resource values of the area the biodiversity the, mm -hmm. the mineral wealth or the water catchment values so we have those scientific you know, research findings put forward but on the other hand we also have a process that draws out uh, the stakeholder views about what should happen and very importantly provides a space for people to think mm. outside the square and to come up with solutions that are not a, a, an a or a b type situation right they're a c right that's not compromise c is consensus across those two yeah you, you have to provide open discussion spaces for that to emerge so we're talking innovation innovation or innovative thinking what i'm trying to draw out here is the distinction that probably a lot of folks that are in the knowledge management work are more on the intuition base trying to figure things out not science or data driven quite yet maybe some and i'm not saying that's all i'm sure there's a lot of knowledge management that absolutely is data driven and specific how do you find compromise well, how do i say this 
What is the challenge of an organization right now that doesn't have a sophisticated architecture? And I'm trying to bridge that gap between if you start with a person, personality, that is that leadership type in the knowledge management field that can start to produce a wave of change through an organization, how does that individual start to inject and build an architecture of data support, data proven return on investment type of metrics? Probably what I'd actually refer to at this point is a set of resources that's been put together by the Center for Evidence-Based Management. It's a, a global organization, but based in the UK. And over a number of years, it's been extensively uh, researching and also engaging with practitioners, primarily in the management and HR fields to date. And it's produced a set of resources that provides a clear and straightforward structure for how to go about evidence-based knowledge management, well, evidence-based practice generally, but it's easily usable in the knowledge management sphere as well as more detailed principles and procedures to go through. So they set out what they call their their four sources and six steps of evidence-based practice. So they identify four sources of evidence, which is the scientific literature, it's organizational data, uh, it's stakeholder uh, values and ideas, and practitioners' experience. So they're the four sources. Then it has six steps for how to go about using those four sources in decision-making. So it's basically asking, which is the first step, which is to actually word a question that you want answered. How do we improve the use of customer knowledge in our, in our customer interface? Could be a question. So that's asking. Then you, in step two, acquire knowledge for that. So acquiring. Then you appraise that knowledge from the four sources, decide what's useful, what's not useful, what's valid, what's not valid. Then you aggregate and synthesize it together to answer your question. Then you apply it and then you assess it and then you readjust as necessary. So beyond that, they have more detailed resources about how to appraise the evidence because Evidence, you know, even scientific evidence, can have flaws in it. So you, you don't just pick up whatever you come across. You actually have to look at the validity of the processes used uh, and then make a decision about whether it's of genuine value and also whether it's relevant to your particular circumstance. So, yeah, there are right. you know, proven practices or proven approaches that, that knowledge managers can apply to, to actually move forward in that regard. What kind of following do you see? And I, I'm asking this in a really general sense. Where do you see the biggest following of knowledge management industry-wide? I mean, to look at Australia... Most of the knowledge management uh, work is done, I think, primarily within government. Hmm. There's some in the private sector with some of the major organizations. A lot of those are multinational, though, and they've picked up knowledge management, I think, perhaps in the United States or Europe, and then continued that as part of their global operations. But 
in Australia, it's to a large part within government. There's, as I say, a little bit in the corporate sector, and there's also some in the community sector as well. And I've been involved in, in that from a community natural resource management point of view, but there's a long way to go. Resourcing, certainly from the community sector, resourcing is often the biggest challenge because they're trying to do a lot with limited resources already. Right. And someone comes along with this idea and says, well, you should do knowledge management. It'll help you go better. And, you know, they sort of look across the table and, and look at their clock <laughs> yeah. and go, yeah, right. When? <laughs> it's like, you know, that's so, um, right. Yeah. There's some significant impediments there. But So what, where's the biggest opportunity in Australia for knowledge management? Well, I, I think the biggest opportunity in Australia is within that community sector because mm. the community sector has, I think, had its you know, funding base eroded for quite some time. And although it's having to do a lot more with a lot less, I think if we can actually uh, more clearly demonstrate to them and illustrate to them that there is real genuine value in doing knowledge management and that it will help them to use those limited resources more effectively, then I think we can have some gains. And one of the things that I was involved in was a Land and Water Australia program that worked with the regional natural resource management organizations across Australia, of which there are 56. And when we illustrated to them the actual benefits and allowed them to experience those benefits, uh, putting them around a table mm-hmm. where, you know, for example, we're talking about their experiences accessing knowledge and information and, and someone at one end of the table says, well, you know, I've been trying to find out information on this particular issue and I've been so frustrated and can't find anything. And meanwhile, at the other end of the table, there's this shocked, growing expression on someone's <laughs> face who suddenly says, well, I did that two years ago. Exactly. You know, yes. I know. these are small organizations. You know, not huge. Not yeah. So, so, so when- that issue, that pain point seems to exist everywhere, mm. uh, you know, and it's like, mm. how, yeah, it's frustrating to see. It really is frustrating to see. It is. That but, when that happens. But interestingly, when that happens, sitting around a table through process, looking at how to improve knowledge management in the organization, that's what does it. Nothing mm-hmm. else sells it more mm-hmm. than those two or three minutes where that yes. happens. And, and yeah. right around the table, you could see everyone go, okay. Oh, this, this not is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... So right. we need to create if we those. could, yeah, if we could package that little experience to be able to see, okay, here's your, here's yeah. your vaccination of KM here, you, you know, that's you know, it. Yes. <sighs> those big aha moments. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, yeah. what we need to. You've talked about uh, natural resources and uh, resource mm. management like that. So my question is. If knowledge is part of an ecosystem of an organization, just as natural resources are part of a geographical representation of uh, the world, can't we approach KM as natural resource management in an organization? I think we can because it is the use of knowledge is similar to how we would, you know, in an agricultural landscape, we would use our natural resources, you know, our water our soil to be able to maximize the growth of our crops. 
but we have to do that in in a carefully managed way so that we're not you know so that we're maximizing the use of those resources while at the same time protecting them and preserving them into the future uh, and we also in in that situation have to realize that there's a complex interaction between soil water land and significantly the yeah. people who depend on that who have yeah. livelihood pursuits who have desires to see things conserved and who often have conflicting values in that regard so so yeah the the, the metaphor for for that ecosystem is quite strong and natural resource management has done a lot of work you know, in australia and beyond over many years on dealing with those complex situations and how to have effective dialogue and effective and the only way you can um, engage those diverse views is through extensive dialogue so providing the time for that is is vital as well so i think organizations need to realize that you know it's not just about setting up a database or or whatever within the organization they actually have to engage their people mm -hmm. and they have to engage those people in dialogue and work through coming up with solutions that those people are going to own and are going to implement into the future so so yeah that aspect of, of natural resource management i think is in, you know, there's a lot of uh, lessons in that metaphor that in yeah, the yeah. So maybe instead of knowledge manager, we'll just call it a knowledge farmer. I'm your knowledge farmer, yeah. you know, and I, I'm going to help propagate your outfit's uh, best production of their knowledge by making sure we've got the fertilizer, the right irrigation. I'll tend and care and pull the weeds, you know, that sort of thing, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. that's that's right, and I think. Yeah, through that sort of approach, I think, as you said earlier, this when when people are confronted with the term knowledge management, you know, it's a very dry <laughs> and sort of you know, it's like, you know, what does yeah. that mean? Whereas you know, a knowledge farmer is is something that a lot of people, I think, yeah, they relate. get a visual with that, right? Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. Yeah, Bruce, I want you to tell me what knowledge management is. What's your definition? Well, yeah, I mean, here, here we step into a minefield. <laughs> but, um, um, and actually, I, I, I tend to, to try and sort of evade that, that question, actually, because I think you know, knowledge, well, knowledge is a different thing to, or slightly different thing to everyone because it's contextual. But, I mean, knowledge is what we know and how we relate to uh, the information that we're engaging with. It's got a lens that's uh, value-driven. It's based on our experiences, our history. Um, so our knowledge is how we interpret the, the factual and also non-factual information around us according to you know, our, our own uh, lenses that we, we all use in viewing the world. So knowledge is... is is a, I think a slightly different thing for everybody because everybody's context and every organization's context is a little bit different. But I think we often get hung up on those slightly different definitions of knowledge, meaning that we have to have different approaches to knowledge management. Well, no, we don't because it's still the same type of thing. It's still, you know, each individual person's knowledge or, uh, or each 
organisations' approach to knowledge still has a common set of approaches that can be used in regard to moving forward with that, particularly when we get into engaging with people and having people using their own knowledge in working out what they want to do with mm. their own knowledge. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, that's a fairly loose definition of knowledge, but I prefer that. And, and I sort of, I've been asked a number of times, and I mean, give me a specific definition of knowledge, Bruce. And I say, well, I'm not going to ever do this <laughs> uh, because I think it, it doesn't really move us forward. And, and in working with natural resource management organizations over the years in regard to the use of knowledge, it's interesting that question never gets asked hmm. when you're actually dealing with those sort of stakeholders because when you talk about knowledge, they're already internalizing it from their own perspective on what knowledge is. And it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. You don't need to define it for them or for the process to work effectively. Yeah. So that's that's how I would answer that question. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Bruce. It's been very engaging. You've taught me a lot. Oh, and your podcasts have taught me a vast amount. So yeah, one of the most valuable resources on the internet to do with knowledge management. So thank you very much for those. Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.